Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Harris. Find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. It is week five. It is time for our best bets. And here with me is a guy you know, a guy you love, Scott Vogman. You know him from the College Football Podcast. You know him as co-host of In This League Podcast. Find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Joining us straight from Victorian England, uh, Bogman, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm definitely, you know, not the stereotypical person <laughs> that loves fantasy sports and sports living at home with mom. So that's good. You know, you know, you do what you got to do, man, to get <laughs> by. Yes. If you hopefully you're watching, if you're not, please go to YouTube.com <laughs> slash betting pros. You can see his uh, lovely background, which is mm-hmm. uh, looks like a, a lovely lady's bedroom, which is fine. Right. I know you've, you've got some construction going on. Construction but I, in the house. Right. <laughs> I, I still appreciate you making the time for us uh, despite all that. So you guys know what this is. It's our three best bets of the weekend, whether it's uh, against the spread, whether it's over under, whether it's. Money line or whatever, and then we'll quickly run through the remaining games. A couple of housekeeping items before we get in, including the most recent offer from BetMGM, our sponsor. Uh, new customers bet ten dollars, win two hundred dollars if your team scores a TD. Again, that is a um, that is two hundred dollars. Pardon me, in free bets when you bet an NFL game and the team you bet on to win scores a touchdown. That is available in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Virginia, Iowa. Washington, D.C., Arizona, and Wyoming. When you use the code JUICE100, again, JUICE, the daily JUICE, our daily podcast hosted by Matt Peralt. That's the code JUICE100 for new customers over at BetMGM. Second, we are giving away a signed Saquon Barkley jersey. Just leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. You want it, Bogman? Good. Leave a review. Talk about how great you are on Apple Podcasts or CastBox. Then go to bettingpros.com slash review. Here's a great part, Bogman. I assume you are subscribed already to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bettingpros. Of course, that counts as three times the entries into the contest. Congratulations. Good job. Hopefully you get it. Actually, uh, just to be clear, we are prohibited from winning the contest. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry about that, man. I, you, I can was... you just send it to me and give away some? Yeah, else? you got it. You got it. I'll win yeah, you one on Christine Auction. Everything's yeah. <laughs> so inexpensive there anyway. Who cares? All right. Let's get into it again. We have consensus lines over at bettingpros.com, but there are different books, so we will note that as well. Briefly, let's recap last week. It was a good week for our little podcast here. Uh, Pat Fitzmorris hit on the Jets getting seven from the Titans, and he also said we should sprinkle on the money line, which we did. That went well. And the Eagles and the Chiefs over 54, which that went way over. He did miss on the Panthers getting four from the Cowboys. As for me, I hit on all three of my best bets. The Ravens Broncos. uh, How's it going? Under 45 45 and a half for the Ravens Broncos. Giants getting seven and a half from the Saints and the Steelers Packers under 45 and a half. So I am five and one over the last two weeks. So if I do poorly here, it is Bogman's fault, as we generally know. Bogman, you are the guest. Again, you are time traveling. So please go ahead. Give us your best bet of the weekend for the NFL. Uh, My favorite one is the over on the New England and Houston game. And it's not because I think these uh, offenses are going to be explosive at all. I expect three and outs from Houston. I expect short fields for New England, which sets up for easy touchdowns, probably some turnovers as well. So I see this game playing out as like a 35 to seven, something like that. The over is 39 and a half, and it could be even worse than that. And if we get some garbage time from Houston, which you don't see against Bill Belichick a lot, but it can happen. uh, I think it goes way over that. So I think that number is just a little bit too low knowing that both these offenses aren't fantastic. I just think that, you know, you're going to set up short fields for Belichick. He's going to take advantage and he's going to run up the score. It's what he does. Well, spoiler, that is a very, very low uh, total, obviously. And spoiler alert, my first pick will also be a total, but I am actually going to go under with my total. But I will talk about this with this. I'm wondering what you think of this, Bogman, that I think 
that the Texans may put up a little more of a fight here. And not not that that goes against the over whatsoever. If anything, right. probably it probably goes towards the over. But I think, you know, you've got a little bit of a letdown spot here for the Patriots where that defense played so incredibly well. You got the Texans, which I think I feel like the market is just generally undervaluing because it's a short memory and you just saw them get absolutely obliterated by the Bills. I think this game could see some points on both sides here. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it, you know, went over by, you know, a hearty amount. I'm not like running to do it, but I do feel like the Texans are going to be able to put up, you know, a little more points, I feel like, than I think the general public is expecting. What do you think? I hope you're right. Uh, I just have no trust and no faith in Davis Mills. And I, I didn't really like him coming out of the draft anyway. I thought he went too high. It was the Texans' first pick. And yep. I don't think they put him in very good positions here. You know, uh, uh, his very first start was on short rest. Then his next start was on the road against Buffalo, who was angry. Yeah. So uh, and this this game against Bill Belichick, one of the best chess piece masterminds in the history of the NFL. Not very great. Uh, they're not putting they're not putting him in a position to succeed here. So yeah. I hope you're right. I hope we see some. No, I would love to get some fantasy production out of somebody. And not named Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, right. even after the bad week, is still overall pretty decent. And we yeah. get Tyrod back next week, fingers crossed, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see much fight from Houston right now. I completely agree with you on Mills. Um, other than the fact that I did think, like, I, he looked better than I expected, I think, against uh, the Panthers in that Thursday night game. Because I he don't did. have much faith in him, right? I mean, he, yeah. looked, he looked better kinda... running no huddle. So maybe yeah. they're going to put some of that in there for him. Maybe a little hurry up offense, maybe something like that. Uh, yeah. Play to his strengths. But he wasn't that good at Stanford. He was an enormous, Cor- like he's yes. a 99.999 247 recruit there. Just was never played great there either. So uh, I was just a little leery on him coming in, and he should not be starting this early in his NFL career. I completely agree with all of that. But I do like the over. I do lean that way as well if I went somewhere. I am going to go with the same total, but I'm going to go under despite how low it is. And it is the Steelers Broncos at that same number, 39 and a half. You just heard me recap last week. I went under the Broncos game last week. Uh, they are now 4-0 uh, toward the under. And I think there is a real uh, reason for that. I think they're going to be 5-0 here to the under. Again, 39 and a half. It's an incredibly small number, Bogman, as we sort of talked about. But you can start with the very the, the big basics, which is these are two very, very solid defenses. The Broncos are 7th in defensive DVOA and weighted defensive DVOA. So they played some cake matchups, but obviously weighted DVOA takes that into account. The Steelers are 22nd, but really where they've struggled is their pass defense. 23rd in defensive DVOA against the pass, but 7th in defensive DVOA against the run. And again, Watt was out for a couple of those games, so that matters too. And if you're struggling against the pass, the Broncos are a pretty good matchup right now because they're middle of the road. But again, no Jerry Judy. I think the loss of KJ Hamler is big. And not, again, I said this last week, not because of his production, but because it's the field stretcher that opens up these sort of intermediate routes, right, for Tim Patrick, who I love, for Cortland Sutton, who I love. And without that stretch in the field, I think it's really difficult for them to get uh, drives going unless they can run the ball effectively, which, again, Melvin Gordon a little banged up. And again, the Steelers have a strong run defense. And this is to say nothing of the fact, Bogman, that we don't even know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to play in this game, right? I mean, that that is the thing. Like, it could be Drew Locke. He's progressing out of the concussion. But we still don't know. So I, it's hard for me to see either team scoring points, especially with a pumped up crowd. Well, certainly Denver scoring points with a pumped up crowd. And for the Steelers, like we know how bad the Steelers are offensively. Yeah. Like th- this is earned how bad they are. They're 23rd in offensive pass DBA, 
27th uh, in offensive rushing DVOA. The offensive line is terrible. Ben is banged up. Claypool may not play. To me, Bogman, I feel like there has to be a defensive scorer here or, or a turnover deep in someone's territory for this to really put up points. I'm, I'm, I've been going with the unders for the Broncos the whole year. I'm sticking with it, even with this, especially because, again, I just there's nothing to get excited about with the Pittsburgh offense. I picked the over making my picks in this game, but it's just because the number's so low for both yep. of these teams. I'm a Steelers fan. They've got nothing on. Oh, right. right. Ben can't throw the ball down down the field. Uh, you know, he missed Juju for two touchdowns. Yes. Last week. Those were wide two open scores. on that. Yeah. So, yep. uh, he missed, uh, you know, almost like Marquise Brown dropping the ball a couple weeks ago, which also played towards the under. You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, I, I understand where you're coming from on the under. But it's specifically with uh, these guys. Denver really banged up. Pittsburgh banged up, too, but just bad on the offensive yeah. line. So the one thing. I was listening to a Steelers podcast before we fired today, and there's this crazy stat about Cam Hayward. With Cam Hayward on the field, Steelers run defense, three yards per carry. Without Cam Hayward on the field, 8.3 oh. yards per carry. So that That's a stat. Ugly. Yeah. That's a stat. And he's that questionable. He's going to play. He's uh, going to play, right? But if he uh, has to leave early or something, it yeah. get real ugly for Pittsburgh. Oh, boy. Really All right, that's so. a good point. I, I was assuming that he was going to play, but you're right, like, if he's questionable, he's, he's Cam Hayward. Uh, he he sat down for five minutes, left the field, came back after one snap. Like right. he plays through everything. He does. Ironwood, uh, Ironhead's yeah. uh, son. You know. Yeah. So all right, all right. Let's get to your second bet. What do you got here? Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay minus three. Uh, I know they're on the road against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati has looked pretty decent. But have they played anybody really? You know what I mean? They they should have lost to Jacksonville on short rest at home. I don't like that. They beat a bad Pittsburgh team. Uh, you know, they beat Minnesota in overtime. So I get it. Uh, Cincinnati looks good, but Aaron Rodgers is now clicking on all cylinders. Um, I know this is a road game for them, but I don't really care. I think they're going to go in there. They're going to run down Cincinnati's throat, and uh, they're going to throw over their heads. Cincinnati still has some banged up guys. I know Jesse Bates is coming back. Wuzier is a little uh, questionable, I think, in this game as well. I know we're going to get, um, you know, uh, Jair Alexander is going to miss this game for Green Bay. Correct. Which doesn't play towards them, but Joe Mixon is out too. So I think Cincinnati becomes fairly one-dimensional as well. So I think this uh, Green Bay minus three is a little short, and I like them on the road, and I love that escalator of sadness since I'm a Steelers fan. So. <laughs> What's interesting to me, Bogman, is that when I looked at this, uh, when Joe and I actually looked at it on Monday, it, I think it was three and a half at the time. And my guess is that this is a – sharp sort of the sharps are going to be on the Bengals in this game because I think that probably the public is going to be backing the Packers if it were three and a half if it bounced back to there would you still like it there or is it just I at still three like it. Yeah, you still, still like, like it. it okay yeah, I think I think Green Bay just uh they're just going to move the ball better and I specifically like what AJ, we saw from AJ Dillon last week once they get a lead is in the fourth quarter against tired defenses that is what that dude is built for yeah you give him the ball in the fourth quarter and he runs over all those tired linemen and linebackers and safeties so uh i just i like what green bay is doing i think they're clicking right now yeah it's gonna be interesting i'm not i don't have a lean one way or the other on this game i because again i think t higgins is probably going to make it back for this game and i know there's not going to be joe mixon and we've seen samaj p ryan do whatever but i do think that the Packers being down, almost certainly down Jair Alexander. I don't know if he's actually been declared out yet, but I assume he's going to miss. And with T. Higgins coming back, I mean, I think the Bengals are going to be able to put up a lot of points here. But I, I just, 
I don't have a good feel for it. So it's a stay away from me, but I like where you're going. There's no way you like this game, by the way, because I'm the last human being who basically wants to bet on the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And it is the Eagles plus three and a half in Carolina. I and I'm going the- down with the shit. What? You did? I, I, I did pick the Eagles. So I knew uh, I had you on for a reason. But don't I mean, love absolutely. the game, but I did pick the Eagles. Like, I, I don't okay. think Carolina's really beat anyone impressive. That's great. That is where we get to, by the way. Like, I, I, I think Carolina. It's my same has, strategy you know, with Cincy. Same deal. Okay. I think that that's fair. It's a fair strategy. Then let's go. You get to back the Packers, though, taking on Cincy. I have to take the Eagles. So that's worse <laughs> for me. But you're right. Yeah, they beat up. Right. Who they beat up on? The Jets. The Saints. The Texans. That's not that impressive. Then we saw holes again in their defense, especially when they go up against the Cowboys, which, by the way, that was them off a mini buy, right? Like they had the right. Thursday night game, so they got to go. And the Cowboys were off a short week there as well. So and their play callers like a, out too, Shaq Thompson. And they're pretty banged up. That's what I'm saying on yeah. defensively. So I know I don't. Is Gil, Gilmore's not going to play in this game, is he? No, I uh, can't imagine he does. Even if he does, he's not going to know the playbook right. or anything like that. Not I don't. Much. I know Christian McCaffrey is playing, but I don't expect him to play in this game either. And again, San Darnold from a fantasy perspective has been great, but yes. you know I have not been overly impressed with him. From a real life standpoint, like I'm glad he's rushing for the touchdowns, everything like that. But he has not struck me as the type of guy who's going to win you any games. And the big thing with the Panthers, D, by the way, is they get a ton of pressure, right? Like that's what they do. They get pressure almost better than anybody in the league. But the thing is that pressure is not really what works with the Eagles. Number one, their offensive line. Obviously, it's been banged up. And you had Lane Johnson miss last week for personal reasons. Sounds like he's going to play in this game. They're getting a little healthier. But either way, against Jalen Hurts, it just doesn't work. That's not the yeah. way. He, his escapability, he's been good here when he's gotten pressured. So so you, you're going to take Chin away, too, because Chin, I think, is going to be spying him most of the time. So yep. that takes a yes. playmaker out. So Great point. Great point as well. So this, to me, I don't know if the Eagles are going to win this game necessarily, but I do think they're going to be able to keep this close. So this strikes me as a field goal game if you're giving me the hook. That's where I'm going to take it. And yeah. even if you're not that excited about it, you picked it as well, right? In the betting yeah. pros app. So we're basically simpatico here. I love That's it. Right. You're, you're That's all right. in on the Eagles. All right. Third bet. What do you got? <laughs> I've got Minnesota minus nine and a half against Detroit. And uh, it's more from what I saw from Detroit last week against Chicago than me loving Minnesota. Because, look, they only put up seven points against Cleveland. That's not going to inspire a lot of confidence in anyone. But I think Detroit, specifically with the injuries, Aquara goes down. Brockers is questionable on that defensive line. That does not lend in favor towards Detroit. And I know Detroit has played some hard games, right? They, they played some some teams hard. They're in that Niners game at the end. Um, yep. You know, they, they have looked better than expected. But last week they turned into a pumpkin. And I think that's where we're heading for the rest of the year for Detroit, right? So I think it's going to be a lot of running up the gut with even if Cook's not healthy. We saw Madison put up a, a ton of yards, too. I mean, it's not, you know wash your hands and put in the next guy, but he is pretty good, uh, especially in a situation where um, he's going up against a roughed up defense. Penny Sewell got smoked yep. last week by Robert yep. Quinn and yep. Neil Hunter is better than Robert Quinn. So you're either going to have to get real good, real fast Penny, or they're going to have to chip over there, which is going to take their best playmaker and Hawkinson out a lot yep. of the time too. Deandre Swift's questionable. I just think this is domination by the Vikings this week. And don't forget, like, Hawkinson also is banged up a little bit. He's been in and out and of practice a little bit. And he just hasn't been playing great. Correct. So, he hasn't been. Yeah. But their offensive line, which was at one point a real strength of their team, is also banged up, and that's kind of pulling them down a little bit. I agree with you. It's a big number, but I'm okay laying it as well. I did pick this one in the app 
I, I haven't bet it actually personally because at DraftKings, they're the only book that's hanging out there. Again, I'm on bettingbros.com. I can see every book. They're the only book hanging out there at 10. Not that, yeah. you know, whatever, but every other book basically is at nine and a half. That's the consensus line. 10 is not quite as enticing, but I agree with you. I think the Vikings, and they are desperate, right? They need yeah, this win. They need they're going to they're gonna be able to do whatever they want offensively. Like they can, obviously you, we know about the issues with the line secondary at this point. They, I think they're going to come out at home in an absolutely must-win game. Kudos to the Lions, by the way, like for playing hard. You know, yeah. Dan Campbell, we make fun of them. They play hard, right? Like well, they, Dan they Campbell's really been much better than Urban Meyer. We can say yeah. that for him at least, right? So, yeah. yeah. There's nothing off a, the field for Dan Campbell low, yet. So a low bar. Yeah, that's a low bar, but <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I but I am with you on this one. I do think, I know it's a big number, but I also like the Vikings laying nine and a half. I have it as well. Picked it in the app. So my third pick gets a little squishy now because right before we were recording this, we learned that uh, Calvin Ridley was out for this game. Yeah. Um, I expected uh, Russell Gage is also out for this game, which I kind of expected. That's fine. And so actually the total is coming down. And so right now, the latest I have is it's at 45 and a half. So I would wait if like me, you want to go over, which I still do even without Ridley. It's, it's, it's squishy now. I felt better about it before Ridley, but it was at 46, 46 and a half. It's falling now to 45 and a half. My fault to 45. I'd wait as long as possible because I don't see it bouncing back up. But London is a variable. Okay, I admit, regardless of anything else, like you travel to London, you re- it's just it does a toll on you. And, you know, that we don't know exactly what we're going to see here. But the Jets offense looked a little better here against the Titans. And I think there are two reasons for that. The first is that as much as we make fun of the Jets, the Jets offense is not that bad. Like the offensive line has struggled, of course, but... Zach Wilson, you know, he threw four interceptions in that game, but you give him a little time, you give him a defense that's not, you know, not, I won't say an elite unit, but an above average unit. Like he played the first several games with the Panthers, with the Patriots, with the Broncos in Denver. Now that you've got sort of a softer defense like you had with the Titans, he looked pretty good last week. He made some good reads, uncorked some good throws. The second is, I think Jameson Crowder really makes a difference to that yes, offense. Like, thank you. right? Yes. Completely changes what they're going to. By the way, and it might, Elijah Moore may also play in this game, but I think that Crowder gives him that little safety blanket, opens up some room for him and Corey Davis. So I really think that they're going to put up points here on the Jets' side. And, you know, Atlanta doesn't get a ton of pressure generally. I mean, they did against the Giants, but whatever. But I don't expect them to here. Yeah. And again, that's really what has forced Wilson into making some bad decisions. So, again, I think the offense for the Jets is going to put up points here. The issue, obviously, is do the Falcons, without Calvin Ridley and without Russell Gage, they'll put up points. The Jets' secondary, who has a bunch of no-names, has played a little better than expected, but oh, still... Oh, come on. Don't disrespect Brandon Eichels like that. I, <laughs> I think in and the Bryce end... Hall. With, it, well, I, I actually am a Bryce Hall fan, but we could talk about that off-air. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, even with Cordero Patterson being, like, the main guy and it being gim- gimmicky, Mike Davis not showing much, but again... Zacchaeus will factor in. I think it's going to be a big Kyle Pitts game. So I still Pitts. think that Atlanta, I, I think it's got to be a Pitts game. Like it, if this isn't, then yeah. if this isn't, then <laughs> we, and fantasy wise, we have to just move on from the guy entirely. But yeah. in the end, I, I think both in, in a weird game, again, I think the defenses are going to be, you know, I, I think when teams are tired and I feel like I see it on Thursday night, like for the most part, it affects the defenses even more than the offenses. So with the, with the travel, with the time and everything like that, I think it could be a little bit affected there. So, even with the injuries, I'm still going to go. I would wait, by the way, for this. Like I, right now, it's 45 and a half, but it is coming down. I would wait as long as possible. I don't see it bouncing back up at this point with the injuries. But I'm going to go over here for 45 and a half for the Jets Falcons. I hate the number. Uh, I, I I just don't like it. I'm a, I'm a run away from it. But 
Uh, I pick I pick the under, but with not a lot of confidence, just because we pick every game. Do you pick I, every I like game? The, I do. Yeah, I love I, it. I like the Jets though. I, I like I like the Jets in this game. Yes. You know, uh, I I, I, I have them by the way, Bogman at three and a half. So you yeah, know, now it's what, three now. I, I it's three now across the board. Actually, a points bet it's two and a half. But really? I have them at I have them at three and a half, and I think I, we were on. I was on with Joe, and I said I'm betting it now, like live right. on the air. Because I thought that was a number that you really want now, especially with all the injuries, for sure. I think the Jets win this game. Like I, 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 I think, that, I yeah. think they come out of it. It's not, it's a totally new regime, obviously, but they did travel. You know, they have traveled to London. You know, in the past. Well, it's going to take have, a little bit for everything to click too. It with is a new coach and a new quarterback. That's yes. those are big, big things. You yep. know, uh, Matt Ryan isn't cooked by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean, dude is getting blasted back there. Yep. That offensive line is rough. Um, they have no semblance of a running game right now outside of maybe some Cordero Patterson runs. Mike Davis ain't getting it done. Uh, and you take away your best playmaker in Ridley and your number two wide receiver in Gage. That's a lot. And, you know, begging this Falcons defense to put pressure on the quarterback ain't going to work out for you most of the time. So, uh, Zach Wilson might step into some sacks here, but he didn't typically throw a ton of picks. In college, so and Correct. I know it's college and it's different, but I think that uh, he's going to start becoming better. And I think the big X factor that you mentioned is Jamison Crowder in, in this yes. game. And it was last week. We saw it work yeah. and I think it's going to work. I mean, Tennessee's defense isn't good, but it's better than Atlanta's. So I think it completely changes the offense. I really do, because, yeah. again, we were sitting there and it's, again, especially without Elijah Moore, who had, you know, was dealing with a concussion protocol like there really wasn't another option to pass to on that Jets offense. It was Corey Davis or bust. You give Crowder, who, again, is the intermediate route. I really think that opens things up. I, I haven't, you know, I'm a Jets fan, obviously, so I look for reasons to be pessimistic. That's just right. generally how we go. <laughs> I, I haven't been that down on Wilson. Like, it, there's going to be growing pains, I understand, and everything like that. So he, he uncorked a couple of throws, made a couple of, of great reads in this last game. I'm excited to see what he could do, and I'm excited that it's the only game on, even though I'll be live on air over at Fantasy Pros and our Betting Pros YouTube channel at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. I'm there with Matt Peralta. So Peral. early. So early. I know so Bagwin, early. by the way, is on Hawaiian time, so don't yeah. mess with him. He <laughs> is very, very different. I will be up watching this game for sure, and it's exciting to get to. But So let's go through the rest of the games of Bagwin. I'll recap it very quickly. You like Green Bay laying three, the New England-Houston game over 39.5, and, and the Vikings laying nine and a half. To the Lions, I like the Steelers and the Broncos under the minuscule number of 39 and a half. The Eagles getting three and a half in Carolina and the Jets and the Falcons over 45 and a half. But again, I would wait and get the best number that you can. Let's run through some of the rest of the spreads here, Bogman. Just let me know since you bet everyone. We can know which way you went (laughs) on it. Obviously, the Jets are now getting three. Uh, That number may change, but I assume you like the Jets. I do like the Jets. Yeah, very good. And the Eagles against the Panthers. I think you said you took the Eagles, right? Yep. Yeah, I got Kelly. By the way, that number now is coming down to three. So I like it at three and a half. That's where I got it. I got it at three. So did you get it at three? Okay, I had it at three and a half. I did it last night when I checked. So I had it at three and a half. At three, it's obviously a little bit less enticing. But I I think there's a reason that it's it's gone down to three. But I got it at three and a half. I would still take it at three. But for my official play, because I bet it, I got it at three and a half. We already talked about the Bengals uh, getting three from the Packers. You like the Packers there. What about the dead number of the Titans visiting the Jaguars laying four and a half? Uh, I'll take Tennessee because of the distraction of Urban Meyer and what we saw, particularly in the second half of that Thursday night game where they made no adjustments at all. So if you find something that works in the first half, it's going to work in the second half because the, the Jacksonville coaching staff did adjust not at all. I hated it. So give me Tennessee. 
I agree with you. Uh, I think, you know, I'm expecting Brown and uh, Julio Jones to be out. I mean, it sounds like Brown has a better chance than Julio Jones, but regardless, I'm expecting both of them to be out. So I don't think you're going to see fireworks necessarily offensively. Threw for but 290 last week it, without them. It's true. So. It, it is That's true. Overtime, I mean, overtime, yeah. right. Exactly. It was. He he actually played better than I expected um, overall speaking. And again, nobody went off in that game. Everybody right. was like, who, you know, from a fantasy perspective, just like, Derrick Henry. Right, exactly. Just just Derrick Henry and close your eyes. I thought and, Westbrook and... was going to be good because he had so much, so many snaps, but yeah, did not translate. Right. Yeah. No, that's how it works. I mean, I don't, and again, I don't think anybody's really going to go off here, but regardless, the Jacksonville coaching staff is just so out of their depth yeah. right now that, you know, I, I think in the end, it's it's Tennessee by touchdown. So I would like that game as well. What about the Bucks laying 10 at home to the Dolphins here? The Dolphins are one of the worst teams in the NFL. They get overshadowed right now by uh, Pittsburgh being bad and, uh, you know, Jacksonville being bad, the Jets being bad. But Miami without Tua and even maybe with Tua have been horrific. So I got an angry Tampa Bay team wiping the floor with Miami. I, I think this is Tampa Bay easy. So I've embedded, but I think I'd go the other way. Uh, and the reason is uh, the Dolphins have been terrible. I agree. But I think, number one, it's a very, very emotional sort of draining game here that they just had against the Patriots for the Bucs. I think the loss of Rob Gronkowski is enormous um, just to his ability to block and what they're able to do offensively. Like, I realize it was because of the rain and it's Bill Belichick, but I think a lot of their struggles were because of the fact that the loss of Gronkowski really does make a huge difference there. Their defense is really poor. I mean, the, the Dolphins are going to do what every other team does, which is say, I'll I'll give you a token three runs a game, and then we're just going to pass. And you don't have Will Fuller, and I think that hurts. But Devontae Parker has actually played pretty well. I think you'll see a lot of Jalen Mall in this game. I think it's going to be close enough where I will take the backdoor cover. I think the Bucs are going to win. But I think that the Dolphins are going to keep it close enough. But I think, it, I, I think Tampa Bay scores on defense, and I think that's the okay. difference. That's fair. Let's go. What about the Texans getting eight and a half from the Pats? New England. I mean, yeah, not close. I, I, I said 35 seven was my final and that hits the over. That's I think it's going to play like I knew you were going to say it because you said 35 seven. I don't want to bet the game, but yeah. I think I you know what? I'm not even going to say I think I probably would go with the Texans just because, again, I have a feeling that they're going to keep. The, I know this is what I do. I take disgusting dogs. That's why I really, really yeah, love. You know what? But there the is Eagles a point. If everybody. you get over a touchdown in the NFL, it, it becomes enormously hard to cover. And that I, is and the, I understand. And they're on the road with a like a rookie. I get how good Belichick is. I get the that's why I like Green Bay so much, because it's three on the road. Right. right. If it was much right. more than that, I probably wouldn't. But yeah. uh, I think they stopped, too. So, yep. you know. All right. I, I Look, forced to go one way, I would go with the Texans. But I do not have strong feelings about it. You sound like you do a little bit. So, you know, go with that. Uh, the Broncos are visiting the Steelers. We talked about that game with the over-under. The Steelers are laying a point. I'm not touching it, but I'd take Denver. You have to go one way, right? You bet every game. That's what uh, you Denver. do. Yes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not betting it either. But, again, I'll, I'll go on the other side, and I'll go with the Steelers here uh, at home. Again, I don't like either. I'm not betting it whatsoever. I just feel like, man, as bad as the Steelers are, one and four, you know, against a Broncos team that I think really is propped up by the fact that they played a super soft schedule early on. They've got those injuries. I think the defense plays well enough to win this game in like a 10 7 game there, Bogman. But yes, we'll see. Hopefully, my neighbors also hope you're right. (laughs) All right, go neighbors. Uh, Vikings, we already talked about laying nine and a half. How about uh, the Saints visiting Washington? And Washington is getting two and a half. I, I'll take Washington. New Orleans hasn't done anything on offense. I mean, I think uh, Jameis has eight touchdowns, two picks, five were week one. So he has three yeah. touchdowns since then and two picks. 
I don't like any of it, but I'll take Washington here. If forced to choose, I'm with you. I will take the home dog, but I want nothing to do with this game whatsoever. So a game, though, that I'm mildly intrigued by is the Chargers at home against the Browns. Chargers laying two. What do you think? This is my ultimate runaway game. I just because I just want to sit and watch it. Right. Yeah. I just want to see because uh, these are two of the best teams in the AFC right now. I got the Chargers at home. I think yep. SoFi has become a pretty big home field advantage here. Well, there, you know, there were. I felt like there were a lot of Raiders fans, though, in that game. Don't there you think? were. But but the stadium is loud. It just, yeah, it, it is. Loud. It's, it's loud, loud, loud. So, yeah. Uh, I, and look, maybe there'll be some Cleveland fans, but uh, I don't think they travel. I mean, the Raiders is already Raider country in L.A. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I like the Chargers here if I have to go one way. um, You know, I'll, I'll the Chargers have impressed me greatly because it's basically what we thought the Chargers could be had they avoided injuries and had a better coaching staff for like the last couple of years. Like they have a very strong defense, a very strong offensive line quarterback who really knows what he's doing the Mayfield shoulder injury I think you I think that's probably why sort of we were like why did Baker Mayfield have the so worst terrible. game of his career yeah. right and again without Darvis Landry still there I really think that hurts him and their ability so I think the Chargers win I'll lay the two points again not one of my best bets but I would lay the two points how about the uh, Raiders hosting the Bears laying five and a half I'll take the Raiders to bounce back. Uh, they did just say that they're going to move Leatherwood to guard, which is, I mean, get anybody else at right tackle, right? Leatherwood's been horrific. So It's funny because we all thought that was such a brilliant pick at the time they made yeah. it, right? Everybody lauded it and said, great pick. Right. That's a joke. So, Nobody liked it. Nobody Maybe liked he it. can work out at, at tackle uh, next year, but it is not working right now. I yeah. think they said uh, he weeks one through four, He's the lowest graded rookie starting tackle since 2006 on PFF, which is well, they incredible. make such crazy picks during that draft, man. Every single time, it's, it's the it's Raiders, just, man. It's just the Raiders, man. But Clellan Furl was there, you know, what is he, number four, number five overall pick, and now he's not even playing. They so, just, it's, it's like terrible, really yeah, terrible. I agree with bad. you, by the way. I agree with you. If I have to go one way, I'm going with the Raiders in this game. I do think it's a bounce back spot, but yeah, it's Fields still, is just not very trustable yet. Not so, yet. Not, I'm hopeful for later. Uh, in I the think season. he's going to be great, but you can't yeah. trust him yet. They're not How letting about, him open it up. Yeah, yeah. How about the Cowboys hosting the Giants? Lane seven. I, I want to go with the Giants, but they're too banged up. Leonard Williams uh, is questionable for this game, so he's not going to be 100%. Blake Martinez just went out for the year. Uh, I, uh, I, I like what Dallas is doing on offense in particular, so I'm going to take the Cowboys at home. I'm staying away from it uh, because, again, this is when this is when Danny Danny Dimes comes through a little bit here on the road, right in these games. The rivalry the game Fred. too, divisional game. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm staying away though. I, it, this is a game I I do just want to kind of watch, but uh, I, I'm just staying away. But if you got to go somewhere, you're going with the Cowboys. If I got to go somewhere, I am uh, jumping out the window. Let's go to the <laughs> Cardinals laying five at home against the 49ers. Cardinals, I, they match up well, uh, and the Cardinals just came off a very impressive win running the ball against the Rams, which I never thought we would say. Cardinals yep. run the ball and win, but they did it. So they're showing more sides than just being one-dimensional, uh, which is going to play into their hands against this bad secondary for San Francisco. So give me the Cardinals at home. Yeah, I just feel like I don't have enough of a sense of what the 49ers are going to look like offensively anyway for me to have any With faith Trey, that I could. Trey Lance, maybe. Jimmy G, maybe. I, yeah. Right. Who is it going to be? And if it's Trey Lance, I don't feel like comfortable enough to know exactly what I'd see from them anyway. I don't know. Mm. I, I, again, another stay away from me. If forced to go somewhere, I would go with the Cardinals like you. The game that everybody wants to watch on Sunday night, the Bills visiting the Chiefs. The Chiefs are three-point favorites. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills on the road in Kansas City. Uh, don't particularly love this game, uh, but I do think the Bills are clicking on all cylinders after losing Pittsburgh week one at home. 
Uh, they've been playing angry. They've been uh, running it up. I, I think they're, they look great right now. They're one of the best teams in the NFL, so I'm going to take Buffalo. I agree with you. That first game against Pittsburgh, you know, I think there were some question marks, right? There were a little yeah. bit like, oh, no, is this a regression that we didn't see coming? But they played really well since then. I agree. I'm probably not going to bet it uh, because I just want to <laughs> watch it. Right. Um, but uh, it's 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 I think the Bills are the right side here. Cashing the points. Uh, final game here. Monday Night Football. The Colts are visiting the Ravens. The Ravens are laying seven. Hate this game. Don't like yep. it at all. I, I take it forced to pick. I'm going to take Baltimore because yep. I just don't like what the Colts have been doing on offense in particular. You need to give the ball more to Jonathan Taylor, but Carson Wentz is already banged up. So, yeah, uh, give me Baltimore. And they seem to be winning everything by the skin of their teeth. But yeah, I, I, they should have one good win here soon. I agree with you. I would go Baltimore here as well. And again, there are a couple of looks. Bet MGM noticeably that's at six and a half. So if you want to keep you can get that, that's obviously better. I would also go with Baltimore. But again, it's mostly a stay away. OK, very briefly, I will recap our best bets. And then we will say goodbye to everyone. Uh, Bogman, you are taking the Packers laying three to the Bengals, the Patriots and the Texans over 39 and a half points, and the Vikings laying nine and a half points to the Lions. I'm taking the Steelers and the Broncos under 39 and a half. The Eagles getting three and a half in Carolina. If you've got to take it at three, that's fine, but I will take the three and a half because I locked it in. And the Jets and the Falcons currently over 45 and a half. But again, I would wait at this point because I think that number is coming down. Bogman, thank you for joining me for thank time for traveling, me. for doing everything. I love it. You are crushing it on the college football pod. By the way, if you play fantasy, because I know it's betting pros, Bogman is also our IDP expert and he crushes it there. He also crushes it just generally as a fantasy <laughs> expert, but he has everything. Bogman, in addition to here at betting pros, in addition to fantasy pros, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. I mean, obviously at in this league with myself and the Welsh, uh, we do fantasy football three times a week. We do uh, two shows and then a betting show as well. Uh, I do line star with my buddy, Casey Bubba as well, talking about uh, NFL bets and course betting pros here and sports grid as well and a thousand other individual defensive podcasts uh you know the itl cff so all the stuff and things you can find me everywhere hardest working man in show business well i really appreciate you coming on and uh you guys know what the deal is enjoy your weekend all your football we'll be back on monday breaking down some of the early reaction to the week six lines i'll talk to you then. 